It's that embarrassing little secret that e-commerce store owners don't like to talk about. And it's this, it's why do we always feel broke? Like it's so frustrating, it's embarrassing for sure, and it causes us so much stress. So today I'm talking about why that happens, but more importantly, how you can fix it and how you can really become a cash flow positive store owner. Come join me. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey, welcome back. So listen, this is such an important topic because I feel like this really, this money thing, it really makes people like us feel like we're failing. And recently I was in a room with some actually really experienced store owners, all high volume stores. They all do a lot of things right. And one of them came in and uh, let everyone know that they were having a cash flow problem and they'd had to let, let some people go and uh, how hard it was and how she knew that she would get back on track, but it was really hard. And what happened after that was actually the best because then several other people have said, I know exactly how you feel. This has happened to me. It stinks. Uh, you know, I know exactly how you feel and it's hard, hard, hard. And I think it's important to talk about it. It's embarrassing because we feel like if we are in a place where we can't afford to do things that we're doing something wrong and that even though we might look successful on the outside, inside, we're feeling like we're failing. And, and I have to be dead honest with you. This has happened to me before. Um, I can remember clearly, you know, laying in bed at night, adding up everything that was on my credit card and what was on my line of credit and how much payroll was and how much rent for our stores were. And just having that roll through my mind constantly and always feeling like I was doing something wrong. And, and, you know, here's the, here's the bottom line. It's super important because it makes us feel like we're failing, like we're really, really doing something wrong. But it also affects how we run the business. It affects our mind and that affects how we run the business. And when you have a cash flow uh, crunch, when you get into a situation where you don't have enough money to do all the things you need to do in your business, it's kind of like trying to run your business wearing handcuffs. It's like really terrible. And when you're stressed about your finances, it often leads to some poor decisions that you make because you just want a quick fix. So sometimes you don't make the best decisions. You don't decide what's best for your business. You decide how I can get from here to the end of the month without a meltdown. And, and that leads to some poor decisions. Now, here's what I'm going to say is it feels like it's a really tough problem to solve. And most of us sit in a corner by ourselves. We suffer in silence with this problem. But I want you to, sh- to know this. I want to share this because this is something that every single store owner should know. And it's this, it's this conflict that we have, that we have to work around in our businesses. And the conflict is, here's our sales goal. This is our goal. This is what makes us feel successful. 
if we reach this goal up here, up high. And then there's the reality of growing a product-based business. And those two things aren't always aligned because the sales do make you successful. But often when you get those sales, that's when you run into problems as a product-based business. You know, we are wired to want to grow our sales and that's what everybody celebrates. How big is it? How big is it? And, and what I want you to know is we can learn how to do this, how to grow sales for sure. We teach this in the inner circle and that's the exciting part of business for most of us when we watch our sales grow. But nobody teaches us the other side of that. Like most store owners don't know that growing your sales is really expensive and that it has the potential to strangle your cash flow and make it really hard to run your business effectively. And so if that's you, what I want you to know is that this cash flow crisis is preventable. And if you have a cash flow crisis right now, I want you to know that it's fixable. And I want everyone who's feeling bad about their current cash situation, I want you to reframe how you think about it. And the truth is, is that this is just another problem for you to solve. And you have actually solved harder problems than this. So if you're listening to this, I am betting that you are a problem solver. If you have a store, you have it up and running, you're you're figuring things out, you have a history of solving problems to get to the next level, and this is just one more problem to solve. And so I want you to onboard this because this is actually not a symptom of failure. Cash flow crisis is not a, a symptom of failure. But we want to talk about how you solve your cash flow problem. But before we have to do that, we have to talk about why it happens. And there are really two big reasons that I see when a store owner runs, you know, hits the wall and they run out of cash. And so probably the most common reason for people who are newer in business is startup costs. You know, our industry (laughs) promotes that it's fast and easy and almost free to start a business. And that creates an expectation that you can start your business on a shoestring. And it's really not a helpful message. It really isn't. And so what I see is that people start their business with personal funds that they really kind of are counting on getting back, or they might use a line of credit, or they might have borrowed some money from family and friends, or they might be taking like a big load of money from their day job and investing in their business, thinking they're going to get it back quickly. And they use that cash for things like a website, you know, all the fees, all the reoccurring fees that you have to get your business up and running and keep it up and running. They might use it for training. They might be an inner circle member. They might be using it to pay their fees. They're using it for their products, their inventory. They're using it for their supplies, maybe their tools, but basically it's their startup cost. And when that startup cost is debt, whether it's debt to yourself, debt to the bank, debt to someone else, we, because we're good people, (laughs) we feel immediate pressure to pay that back. And we actually expect that we should be able to pay that back out of the profits of the business. That's what we think. And here's the problem with that. 
The problem is that, first of all, sales don't roll in like the day you open the doors for most people. It takes time to learn how to get sales. It takes more money because most of us have to pay for some traffic. Like we have to pay to get our products in front of people. But it also costs money for you to replace the product that you've sold. And if you are getting sales and starting to grow a little bit, you have to replace more product every month. You have to kind of anticipate what you're going to sell and have more product on hand. So you have that little extra for growth. And so for almost everyone with this kind of cash flow crunch, they feel like they're failing and that the business isn't successful because they're not good at it. They're not good at it. I'm not selling enough. I can't pay this back. I've got this debt and I just can't seem to make enough money to pay it back. But here's the, here's the fact. And this is something that will help you onboard and it will get you halfway there to solving your problem. I want you to think about this. Your business is an investment. It's kind of like buying a house. You need capital when you start your business. You know, when you buy a house, you need a lump of cash for a down payment. And you invest that money into the down payment of your house with no expectation of getting it back anytime soon. It's, you know, you probably won't get it back till you sell the house, right? It's a capital cost. And startup costs for your business are the same. They are capital costs. This is completely possible. It certainly has happened to me that I don't ever take that money back out of the business, that money I invested to start up until you sell the business. A perfect example is my uh, WeSqueak business. So when I bought WeSqueak, I borrowed the money from us, (laughs) my husband and myself. And some of it was from a line of credit and some of it was some cash that we had. And that went on my balance sheet as a loan back to me. And even though WeSqueak paid me actually well, I never took that money back out until I sold the business. And so that was the capital. That was my capital in the business. And I think a lot of people don't understand when they're setting up businesses, you know, we get into these businesses kind of sideways. They don't understand that they shouldn't expect that they're going to be able to get that money back out quickly. And so I want you to onboard that, that that's, that's normal is to invest as a capital cost with no expectation of getting it back quickly. But what I want you to know is if you do need to pay it back, it needs to be more like a capital loan, kind of like a mortgage where you amortize it over a long period of time, where you have equal monthly payments, and you keep those payments really tiny, like you really, they're just a small manageable payment that you pay every month. So it becomes part of your expenses. And then as you become more profitable, if you wanted to pay it off more quickly, you know, you could, you could just renegotiate that loan. But really, it has to be a capital loan, not something that gets paid back in a couple of months. And if you do that, when you do that, it takes the pressure off you. Because now you treat your loan payment like a very small fixed expense. And once you understand that, you can stop feeling like you've got this huge weight of this debt that you have to get paid off and you need to go take an extra job 
or you need to tell people you write their emails on the side so you can pay that debt because you'll understand that this is normal and this is what you do when you start a business. So you'll stop feeling like you're failing and instead you can stay focused on running your business to get yourself to the next level. And so if that's you, I want you to find a way to, first of all, think about that debt differently. And then secondly, however you have to do that, you have to take that debt and turn it into a long-term debt rather than a short-term debt and the expectations around that. And of course, there are lots of ways to do that. But I think it starts with you telling yourself that it's normal that I have this debt. This is my investment in starting my business, and I'm going to pay this off over five years or over seven years, whatever it takes. Now, let's talk about the other cash crunch scenario. And I see that one often when someone's been in business for a while and their sales are growing. In fact, their sales are growing fast. And so they don't have a sales problem. Their problem isn't, how am I going to sell more? In fact, what happens with these store owners? This was me you can't understand how you can have such great sales and be walking around with no money. And your money goes out the door as soon as it comes in. Or you pay off your credit card and then it gets maxed like the next day. And so outwardly, they feel successful, these people, right? Like a lot of things are going really well for me. I have great sales. But internally, The conversation is, well, I'm a hot mess. Nobody knows it, but I am a hot mess. And I don't know what to do. And I think this is just my weak spot. This is, I am just really, really not good at this part of the business. And I'm kind of scared. And I'm for sure this was me. I still remember way back uh, with my first business, even going to the bank and making my deposit. That's when you actually walked in. And all these uh, people that I knew in town were saying, oh, you're so successful. I had been uh, nominated for female entrepreneur, entrepreneur of the year. And, uh, and I'd had an article written about me in a magazine. And so on the outside, it looked really successful. And, and when people would say, oh, that's amazing. I'd be like, well, if you only knew, trying to figure out how to make my payroll this week. And so it's an awful, awful feeling. And it happens to all of us. But, but here's, here's what you need to know. Now I know this, if this is you, you don't have cash, because your business is actually cannibalizing itself. Like it's just, your business is a hungry beast. And it's eating itself. And, and we have this common perception that we should be able to finance our growth by just going out and getting more sales. I'll just go get more sales and that will solve the problem. The problem with this is the cost of your growth is actually more than the cash that you're generating to finance it. So it's costing you more to grow, like to buy more inventory to get more product into your building than the margin dollars you have that you're getting to finance next month's growth or next quarter's growth. You know, you just need to constantly buy more inventory to support your growing sales. And you need to maintain that higher level of inventory every single month. So it's kind of like stairs. You just keep upping your inventory to chase your sales And what happens is you're taking the dollars 
that you need for your operating expenses. And you're using that money to buy more inventory because you're feeding that inventory beast. And so when this happens, you don't have enough money to pay your bills because you've used it for inventory. And so then so many people do this now. You look for quick relief from this constant shortage of cash because you're telling yourself, well, if I just had an extra 10,000 or an extra 20,000, that'll get me from here to, you know, I know I'm going to have $100,000 in sales next month or $70,000, whatever the number is. And I'll, that'll just get me ahead. And so many people take one of those short term loans, one of those Shopify loans or a PayPal loan. And that makes you feel better for about a month. Like it's really that gives you short term relief and, and your stress level goes down. But the thing is, it's really short term because what you really needed was an investment of capital again. And instead, you took out short-term debt. So you put a Band-Aid on a, um, you know, on a 12-inch cut and it just doesn't work because you have to repay it too fast. So now you're, you still have the problem where your, your sales are growing so fast that every month you need more inventory. And now instead of just being short of cash, now you've added a big monthly payment that comes out of your cash flow right away. And you still need to replace all the inventory you sell every month. Plus you feel like you have to buy more, but now you have even less money to do that. And that makes us feel like a total mess and a total failure. And like we're standing on the edge of a cliff, juggling, you know, three monkeys and one wrong move and the whole thing is going to fall apart. And it can put you into like a terrible place mentally where you can barely function. It's really a bad place to be, but you can fix it. But, but our brains, I don't think are wired to think about how do I stop this? And so here's how you fix it. You have lots of options. So if this is you, you might want to grab a pen. The first way, and perhaps the best way to fix it, is you need to inject capital into the business. So capital as an investment into the business or long-term debt. So if it's If it's your money, it's really hard to get banks to finance inventory. And that's really what you need. You need an inventory finance. And so, and that's hard. You can, it can be done, but it's hard. So if you're borrowing this money from yourself, you need to realize that, again, you're not going to get it paid off quickly, that you might be able to pay it off in small payments over five years, or it's your investment in the business and it goes as a loan from the shareholder and you will get it back when you sell the business. Or the other option is long-term debt, where you go to the bank, you probably have to personally guarantee it, but you take out a loan that maybe isn't paid off maybe for 10 years, and you put that money in the business, and then you have small monthly payments to pay that back, and you've really just increased your investment in the business. You know, you could do it taking the money from your line of credit and say, you know, I'm going to take 25,000 and invest it in the business. And then personally, you'd have to pay that line of credit back, but it would go as a loan from you to the business. 
And so that's the first way you do it. You change how you're thinking about this and you inject some capital into your business. The other thing you can do if you don't want to do that is, and I highly recommend this, you need to pare down your SKUs. You need to cut out 25% of your products. And it sounds really scary, but it works. I did this at WeSqueak, cut out the bottom 25% of my products. My sales actually went up because what happens is your investment dollars aren't spread so thin. And so you're able to spend more money on the things that actually sell quickly. And so you're less likely to run out of product because right now, the more SKUs you have, um, if even if you sell, you have four and you sell two, you might be ordering or making two more to keep that inventory up there in case you sell it. But you know that the more SKUs you have, the more inventory ultimately you have because not everything sells equally. So the quickest way to fix a cash crunch when your sales are growing is get rid of 25% of your products. Take the bottom 25 and get rid of them and just be ruthless. And yes, people will say, well, do you have that? And you will say, no, actually, I don't, but I do have this. And what will happen is you will find that you're not sold out of your maybe your top 10 items, and that will improve your sales immensely. So I highly recommend this, whether you inject capital into your business or not, I think this is a really good idea for the long term health and growth and profitability of your business. The next thing you can do is you just control your growth. You just say, hey, I'm driving this bus. And even though it's super cool that my sales are up every month, it would be even more cool if I could sleep at night. (laughs) because I could pay my bills. And so all you would do is every month, you would put your landed cost of goods. So whatever that percentage is, with you know, the product and the shipping to get it to you, all your cost of goods into a separate bank account. And then you get to decide how much of your profit you're going to invest in your business every month. So maybe your your cost of goods from the previous month was $20,000. And so you put that into a separate bank account and that's what you have to invest in your inventory next month. But if you have extra cash, maybe you put an extra two or $3,000 in there for growth. Now that's all you're gonna spend. So you'll be more careful about how you spend that money and you will control your growth because you're gonna focus on keeping your very best sellers in stock. And as a result, you decide you might not grow as quickly. That's okay because you're going to sleep better at night because your operating expense money is still going to be there. You won't have touched that in your eagerness to grow your sales. So I want to just recap for a minute for you. Here's what I want you to take away from this episode. The first thing is, most important thing is, is If you have a cash flow problem, it doesn't mean that you're failing. It says nothing about your abilities. You have a viable business. And all it means is that you have a problem that you have to solve. And it's kind of the most important problem because it affects you emotionally. But it does not mean you're a failure. So that's number one. Number two, I need you to understand the capital costs in your business. So capital costs are investments. They're equipment, they're 
inventory, their startup costs, their level up costs. Like if you were moving to a bigger space, all those costs are capital costs. It could be coaching. If you invest in some high-end coaching to get you to the next level, it could be contract services. Say you hire an agency to fix your SEO. That's really a capital cost. Capital costs are investments. So they need to be funded by a cash injection or long-term debt, and it should be amortized over several months or years. If you take that out of your operating expenses, you need to think about what you have to change in order to not be short of cash the next few months. And so it's really important for you to understand that just because your bank account has the money to pay for that, or your credit card has the room to pay for it, you need to think about how you're going to pay that back to your business or how your business is really taking the cash for that. These are capital costs and they're really different than operating expenses. So I want you to understand every time you pull out your credit card, is this a capital cost or is this an operating expense? So that leads me to operating expenses. So operating expenses really are the cost of running your business. So that's like ads to get traffic to your site. It's employees that do the work, the day-to-day work. It's your rent if you're renting a building. It's paying your taxes. It's postage to get your orders out the door. It's your email service provider. It's your apps. So a lot of these expenses are reoccurring and a lot of them are fixed. But these expenses need to be funded by the profit in your business. And so if you have a cash flow issue, cutting these expenses to the bone is really only a short-term fix. Like if you have a cash flow issue and you lay off all your employees, that's a short-term fix. And so you have to go back and rebuild because you need enough profit in your business that you don't touch for inventory. You need enough profit to pay those expenses so that you can continue to grow your business. And so make sure that you're not funding your crazy inventory growth with your operating expenses, because at the end of the day, it'll leave you standing alone in your business without the tools you need to run your business. So you need to make sure that operating expenses are protected in your business. And once you do that, you're actually going to feel a lot better. You're going to feel like, oh, okay, I have the money to do, to pay my bills. I immediately feel better. And then I can think about how I want to move forward. So I want you to onboard that. So that's it. I hope that you can take what you've heard today, maybe mull it over a little bit, make some notes, take a look at your financials and see if you've really made the mistake of trying to pay back a capital cost in a short amount of time. That'll help you feel better and also feel like you can create a plan to walk yourself out of your cash flow crisis and make sure that it doesn't happen again so that you are cash flow positive going forward. Now, next week on the podcast, I'm actually going to share my thoughts on how you can grow your sales in a really profitable way because we all still want to grow our sales, but I want to share with you what I think are the most profitable ways to grow your sales and you'll be able to grow them without feeling like you're broke all the time. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Hey there. 
Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.